Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, it's another edition of Get Yourself Over Monday. And this week, we have Lady Frost, who has a big, big social media background and also has a lot of momentum going into our show today. So we'll talk to Lady Frost on a Get Yourself Over Monday. Also, all reports are saying that the buckle bomb is going to be banned by the WWE. Bully gives his take and also talking about takes I give my take once again on Charlotte Flair and how I feel she's head and shoulders above the rest of the women's division of the WWE as my dog Debbie barks. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You are completely wrong in the statement that you made, and I was right, because I wasn't just relying on what everybody says about, oh, you know, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned Flair and Dave goes crazy, whether it's Charlotte and whether it's Rick. That wasn't my, that wasn't my case. Mm-hmm. My case is that you said Charlotte was head and shoulders above all of the other women. You could not be more wrong. Now, if you wanted to say that you thought Charlotte was the best women's wrestler, all right, cool. That's your opinion, and I'm sure that we could make a case for Charlotte being the best, as in number one. But head and shoulders above the other women? Not only are you just completely disrespecting and discrediting the other women, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong. You can't say that she is head and shoulders above Sasha and Asuka. I, I just, I actually, uh, not only did I say it, but I tweeted it as well. So I said it in verbal and written form. Oh, just no, so you I, know. I, I, I under, no, I understand because I, I responded to the tweet. I, you and did. That's, and that's when I played the card of, you see, 
You can't be open-minded about anything with no. you when it comes to a flare. You immediately say that a flare is the best, a flare is the best, a flare is the best. And you know what? I'll get on board with that. I'll get on board with saying that Charlotte is the best women's wrestler in the WWE. Am I going to say that she's head and shoulders above Sasha or Asuka? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I believe she is. And it's funny. And I, we obviously, Mark and I also talked about Charlotte Flair, which from our show on Friday, which you can hear on the app and on demand. But here's the thing. And I mentioned it without even you mentioning it. I threw out the name Bailey and you're like, hello, idiot. I never mentioned Bailey. Cause you mentioned in your tweet in response to me, Oscar and Sasha, and we can have that argument. You'd be wrong, but we can have the argument. But like, it's so funny that I mentioned Bailey and I'm just going to throw out Bailey in regards to what we saw on SmackDown on Friday. Bailey, who has a championship belt around her waist. Bailey, who beat Charlotte on Friday. Bailey, who's been your champion for quite some time. I think it's time to say facts. And, and I think you can't put Bailey's name uh, in, in the likes of a Charlotte and a Sasha and Asuka. Am I wrong by saying that? Before well, we you continue did, to Charlotte. You did. I didn't. Yes. You're but the do, one but that do you, did that. But do you agree that she's kind of regressed in the last year or so? Are you asking me to agree with you? Go, go on the record and say what you want to say about Bailey. I just think that Bailey, when you see Bailey being champion for quite some time, Bailey, what she's done on the microphone, Bailey clearly showing that the heel role does not fit her, and her being schooled on Friday on the microphone. She's standing next to Sasha. Sasha really shined. And Bailey really kind of failed on the microphone. I think that Bailey is, even with a championship title around her waist, is kind of taking a step back. That's my opinion. Now, I'm not saying that you have to agree with it, but that's my opinion based on what I'm seeing on Friday nights. So, why did you include Bailey in the tweet? Because I just think I had Bailey on my mind after watching her on Friday night on SmackDown. So because you, made you a clearly, I did make a mistake. Well, That's all you, you got to say is I made a mistake. I made a mistake because you didn't mention Bailey. You mentioned Asuka and Sasha. And Sasha. And listen, I love Sasha. Sasha's a great performer. There's no doubt. Asuka, I love. And she's inching closer and closer to Charlotte. But I still do believe that Charlotte is really ahead of the game when you look at women's wrestling in the WWE. You called her head and shoulders above the rest. The first comment was made by Mark, where you released the audio, the audio saying, Mark saying that Charlotte should be the king of kings. Charlotte is the standout. Charlotte is the best. Yes. And yes. I said, and, and I, I said, if women like Sasha and Asuka were given the same opportunities as Charlotte, I could make a case for those two. And by the way, I've never said that Charlotte was handed opportunities. I said Charlotte has earned every opportunity. Charlotte has not gotten opportunities based on her last name. Charlotte has gotten opportunities based on her performance and because she's damn great at what she does. But... I think, and, and I'm, I'm going to narrow it down to one, I think Sasha could have excelled with the same opportunities that were given to Charlotte. That was my opinion. Then you go on to say that you believe Charlotte is head and shoulders above everybody else. 
There's, you can't say that Charlotte is head and shoulders above Sasha when it comes to being an in-ring performer and wrestler. I think when you look at the total package, and here's why, and, and this is not this is not a knock on Sasha. Sasha's great, you know, and Sasha's, uh, uh, you know, Sasha can be, and I hope they do go back to this, you know, the steamboat to Flair back in the day. I think Sasha is perfect in that role. And listen, a lot of people would say Ricky Steamboat. Was Ric Flair head and shoulders above Ricky Steamboat? I do. Uh, yes, he was. Of course you do, because the last name is Flair. No, that's a, that's a fact. I mean, if you no, look at the total no. package. Head and shoulders? Yes, if you look at the total package of what. Come on now. Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. Number one, I'm the greatest of all. About, I'm talking about an in-ring wrestler. But now, now you're narrowing it down to in-ring wrestler. I'm talking about we the total package. About. I'm talking about the total package. Listen, could Sasha physically, athletic-wise, compare it to Charlotte Flair? The answer to that is no. Case in point is their Hell in a Cell match, bully. You know, there's certain things that Charlotte had to sacrifice in that match because Sasha was not physically able to have with Charlotte Flair. That's like what? the truth. Like what? That's the truth. Like what? She had to she had to pull back the reins because when on you what? look at her as an athlete physically, no, 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 I no, 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 no. think what did she have to pull back the reins on? I'm t- if you're going to make a comment in that like match, that, back it up with a physically, fact. Listen, physically, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what I've heard. Ric Flair said it on our show. Wait so that there's you're things going, that now, they had now, to pull now you're, back now you're in that match. you digging yourself a deeper hole. Now you're just going to take what Rick said when he's talking about his daughter. You're yep. telling me that Charlotte had to pull back on her match. What did she pull back on? If you Give look me at, a specific. I can't. I can't. Then you're then then you have no point. Dead Bully. violence. Once no, again. no, I'm not dead. Okay. I'm letting you speak. It's not dead no, silent. I'm done, this is I'm, my I'm opinion. Done, Obviously, am, you disagree no, with my no, no, opinion. No, no. no, you're coming at me, man, today. No, no, no. What's wrong? Oh, you scared? Yeah. What are you scared about getting yeah, but does, at? It, does it look like I'm scared? You, you, you can't does it sound like argument. I'm scared? You, yes, because you don't have facts. You said that Charlotte had to pull back in her match against Sasha. How? When? Where? Give me a move. So, give me a psychology. Give me anything where you where you saw Charlotte have to pull back. So you think athletically that Sasha again, can match Charlotte? You want to answer the question? I don't have one. I just said that. I answered you already. With what? Because you heard Ric Flair say. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. The answer that, to that is, that, oh, so when horrible. Ric Flair says something, so you use both sides of the argument all the time. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. It, 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 no, it's not. It's Ric Flair's opinion. All right, so like, let me ask just you. Parodying. All right, uh, get off like that Rick for Flair a second. Like Ric Flair say something, me, you just go, bah, 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 you replay. Oh, well, let me ask it. you a question. Let me ask you a question. If it was Sasha in place of Charlotte in that match with Ronda Rousey, do you think that's a main event match? Do you think Sasha? Do you think Sasha could have been a, a ring general like Charlotte was in that main event at WrestleMania 35? Absolutely, because Sasha is a ring general. I just don't see that. I don't. Of course see you don't, that. because you've never been in the middle of a ring before. Oh, so now you're using the fact that I've never been in a ring as an excuse. No, this is I'm my opinion up, from what I'm, I'm watching on up TV. Why I couldn't put the ring general moniker on her because I've been in a ring and I know how a general performs. That's why I do not agree with your statement that Charlotte is head and shoulders above the rest. Because I, if I, if I'm listen, I'll agree with you. 
I'll put Charlotte in the number one position. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put Sasha in the number two position. But I'm not going to say that that Charlotte is head and shoulders above Sasha. You see, this is where you get confused. I'm agreeing with your comment of Charlotte one. I do not agree that she is head and shoulders. And I believe if Sasha would have been given the same opportunities that Charlotte was given, that I could make an argument to say that Sasha could have been just as great. But she wasn't. But she wasn't. But she wasn't. And as a matter of fact, I think that there's somebody on the roster now that if given the opportunity would surpass Sasha, and that's Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair, if you look at her and what she's able to do in the ring and how what a, what a, a tremendous athlete she is, I think that Bianca Belair would jump over Sasha and be the perfect opponent for Charlotte Flair. And it may be this, we're having a different discussion a year from now if she's given that opportunity. But honestly, right now, I stand by what I say. When when I look at what that roster looks right now, I truly believe in my eyes, Bully, and obviously you disagree. I think we, first of all, we're, we're splitting hairs here because we both think that she's number one. I mean, right. judging you said from head a lot and shoulders. of... I did say head and shoulders, but I but we do both agree she's number one. So whether uh, she's number yes. one by a, a half a mile or number one by a mile, she's still number one. Both. No, no. You, you see, that's where you're wrong. Right, then what is because- Sasha going to do? Then what is Sasha going to go and take that next step? When is Sasha going to be when, when we're when, talking when on here that she's that number one? Oh, they've when given creative- her opportunities. That's a bunch of bullshit because she's been given opportunities. Charlotte, and you just said Charlotte's been given her opportunities due to merit. You're going to tell me that Sasha hasn't been given opportunities? She's the one that, from everything you hear, took her ball and went home after the, after WrestleMania 35. Would Charlotte do that? The answer where, did that you hear, no. where did you hear that? Was she gone? Was did she Rick off Flair the TV? You that? Oh, you are a son bitch. Where was she? Are, do you believe, are you one of the guys that believes everything you read that she was throwing a fit on the floor and kicking and screaming or did Rick tell you that? <laughs> Rick did not tell me that. Rick did not tell me that bully. I I firmly My- believe as that you know Sasha has been given opportunities and she's one of the best but she's not Charlotte Flair and I do think that you will see Bianca Belair pass everyone and be in that number 2 spot behind Charlotte and then have a feud for the ages. That's my I, belief. I will I cannot disagree with that statement. I think Bianca Belair is a going to be a future superstar, incredible athletic it's going to take some time to get her there, and we might be having this conversation about Bianca not in one year, but maybe three or four years down the wow. line. That's how. Lo- well, you can't get the Charlotte status in one year. Charlotte didn't get the Charlotte status in one year. It took year after year. But don't tell me she's head and shoulders above the number two girl. Because when it comes to in-ring ability, talent, ability to wrestle, carry the ball, I believe that Sasha is a close number two, not a head and shoulders number two. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. Can you believe it? In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, Anfield has erupted, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching More Than a Game.
with everything that's going on in the world right now that you you know we can have uh take a step and argue about something silly like pro wrestling but you're arguing i'm not arguing yeah, i'm just being uh, right that's because you're stubborn and you don't not stubborn i'm just opinions. right you know even the greatest of all time but i'll di i digress well, I was giving George a compliment, Bully, because George knew how to calm you down. And that is play a little cars that harkens back to your one of your favorite movies of all time. And that is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And, of course, what I thought was maybe one of the greatest segments in the history of WWE SmackDown from what we saw this past Friday with Mandy Rose and Otis. I mean, you and I have talked about that scene from Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Phoebe Cates and Judge Reinhold. We have talked about that probably more than any other scene in movie history. And it was good to see that played out between Mandy and Otis this past Friday on SmackDown. First of all, I just want to uh, call you out on moving on from the discussion that we had in the first segment about Sasha and Charlotte. You were getting your ass kicked in the discussion. No, you're People wrong. People on social media are already telling opinion. you how wrong you are. That's And fine. now you just decided it be the to first move time. on as if I, you wanted to change the subject as if I wasn't going to realize it. So I just wanted to call you out on that. No, first, you're okay? wrong. See, this is what makes you a bad person. Here's why. Hold on. Do you want to move on or not? I just wanted to call you out. On your chicanery and the trick you tried to play. Well, first of all, I'm not moving on from it because in a little bit, I'm going to be taking phone calls from the nation. and I know that that's going to be a topic that the nation wants to talk about. That's number one, Bully. Number two, I was acknowledging the song that George played coming back from break. Our great engineer, the greatest engineer that we've ever worked with. Here on Busted Open. Uh, might I say, Bully, head and shoulders above any other engineer that we worked with on Busted Open? Would you agree with that? Or is that me coming from Ric Flair in his opinion? Wait a minute. Time out. Who was the last engineer that we worked with? I don't remember his name. Robert. Oh, Robert. Fine what engineer. You, what did you say the other day about Robert? I said he was very good. What he did. You said how much you missed him. No, that's not true. See, this is where, no, George, I, I no, missed no, him, no. of course, as you a human being, but as an engineer, he's the shit. You missed him. You talk, yeah, I missed so him as now, a human being. You're, you're, you want to talk about how great George the engineer is? Sure, At his job. Because George is on right now. But the no. other day, you're like, wow, I really miss Robert and Daryl. So I do you miss people. Robert and Daryl so much. How can George be so great? Because you don't listen, dude. You, you, if you, you don't were listen. a street, you'd be your name would be one way. No, you're. You see, this is where you don't listen. I do miss two engineers that we worked with early on, in Robert and the other guy. I, I, listen, I like them. They were good guys. There's no doubt about it. But George. After working with him in the time that we've worked with him, is obviously head and shoulders above any other engineer that we work with. Case in point, him coming back with a song that, you know, calmed us down a bit. You, who took it to the next level, didn't have to. And then, for me, having George talk about a segment and refer to a song that we heard on SmackDown on Friday with Otis and Mandy Rose. So I was acknowledging that. I'm not trying to get away from the argument that you and I were having before. I'm just acknowledging the fine work by George, our engineer. 
but you still miss Robert and Daryl. That's like telling, that's like saying to your girlfriend, oh, you're head and shoulders above the rest, but I still kind of miss my ex. No, then that, that see, this is a see? character exactly. flaw that you have. Look, because look, look no, that's uh, it. Gabby's first of all, I'm not married to George because she knows I'm right. I'm not married to George. George is somebody who I work with. Okay, so you can you can appreciate somebody you work with and still appreciate people that you work with in the past, bully. You can do that. You don't have to be so stubborn if, that you if, can't if do. If somebody those is head and shoulders above the rest, you wouldn't be bringing up anybody else. You know what? Enough with you. The, brought George them up. A, you brought them George, up. Yeah, I did. George does a great job. Let's get back to the Sasha and Charlotte conversation. Go right ahead. Go ahead. So, are you? I said what I, I, I said. That she prepared? was head and shoulders. Let me. Are let me. No. No. Can you stop for a second? No. Yes. Can you pause for a second? Pause. All right, so maybe I didn't make myself clear when I said it on the air, and bully, maybe I didn't make myself clear when I typed it on Twitter over the weekend that you responded to. So let me repeat myself again, okay? If if I can without you interrupting and making any sounds or judgments or can I can I make my statement again and make it clear that everyone hears? And I'll do it slowly for those who didn't hear it the first time. Charlotte Flair is head and shoulders above anyone else in the women's division in the WWE. Let me say it again. Charlotte Flair is head and shoulders above anybody else in the women's division in the WWE right now. Head and shoulders. You've heard of it. It's a shampoo as well that I use each and every morning when I'm in the shower. And when I look at the bottle, I think of Charlotte Flair. Why? Because it's called head and shoulders. Why? Because she's head and shoulders above any other women in the women's division in the WWE. Head and shoulders. Go ahead. This is where I encourage everybody out there in the Busted Open Nation to pick up your Twitter machines right now. Let your voices be heard, especially Sasha fans. Tell Dave just how wrong he is about his head and shoulders comment. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything anymore. I'm going to let the nation hammer you. And for those who appreciate a great athlete and a great personality and the greatest... You go, I'm sure you'll have greatness hate. Maybe Bully's showing an example of that right now. Greatness hate. I, because I, she's I the greatest. You probably have, root against again, Tom Brady in the how, Super Bowl because how, he knows how to win. How he knows I how to win. greatness hate if I'm agreeing that Charlotte is number one? Once again, you make an idiotic comment no, that you cannot back truth. up. I have, how could I possibly have greatness hate if I'm saying Charlotte is number one? Once again, silence. Whenever no, I'm, I'm silence, letting you talk. I, 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 I said what I had to say. Wrong. I said what I had to say. Charlotte one, Sasha two, but Charlotte is not head and shoulders above Sasha. No way in hell.
And then, you know what? I want facts to back it up because I'm short in age. I want facts. You're talking about pro I want wrestling. Facts. You're talking right. about pro well, wrestling. Of course we're talking about pro wrestling. Okay. That's what so the what, show is based you, on. Now you want facts. Earlier on in the conversation, you're telling me about how, well, Charlotte had to pull back on her match against Sasha. There were certain things that she couldn't do in the ring. I asked you for facts and you gave me ungats. No, we're going to get into now. facts. What do you mean? No, now. facts. Give me a fact. Was Sasha in the main event at WrestleMania 35? You gave me an example about... Why would the WWE put her in the main event at WrestleMania 35 and not Sasha? Why was Sasha in a tag team match and then gone gone from TV if she was as great as you're saying she is? And you can't back it up with one fact. And the only thing you have to go on is, oh, Ric Flair said. Damn right. The greatest of all time. Oh, my God. Oh, oh when, when, I, when we argued before about stuff, and then you bring up uh, you bring up Ric Flair, you're like, "Oh, Ric Flair's your hero." You're not going to take Ric Flair. What Ric Flair had to say, he's the greatest of all time. He's the greatest professional wrestler of all time. The greatest professional wrestler of all time. So when the greatest at something says something, guess what? I'm going to take what he has to say. But Rick is saying it about his daughter, so there could be a tiny bit of bias there. I don't think there's any bias at all. 877 okay. You still haven't given me Can I can I get the phone fact. number? No. 877-344-4893. There's the phone number. 4877-fight93. If you can fight, you can call. Wow, you do that really well. Yeah. Okay? So you keep thinking about one example or one fact of how Charlotte had to pull back. Oh, for God's sake, listen Sasha. to me, bully. Who's on every freaking show? She's on Raw. She's on NXT. She's on Smash. Is Sasha on every show? If she was as good as you say, they would have her on every show. But it's not. It's Charlotte. You know why? Because she's head and shoulder. Go to break. Look head and shoulder. No, I'm going to get the final word. Getting. Head and shoulder. Look head and at shoulder. how upset you're getting because you can't handle can't the fact that take somebody has an opinion that's different than yours when it comes to somebody with the last name Flair. Boxing, culture, lifestyle. The Yakin Barak Show. Floyd Mayweather a while back was kind of discrediting young fighters that are calling Manny out. And that's what Floyd's about. That's why Floyd fought Conor McGregor. Because it's business. It's about making the biggest payday. All these fighters want to fight each other. But there's a reason they're calling out Manny and you can't blame him, especially after the win he had against Keith Thurman, man. It's a business, man. It's prize fighting. Weekdays from noon till 3 Eastern. Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Hashtag, get yourself over Monday. Use that hashtag, get yourself over to tell us who you want to hear from each and every Monday as we are definitely doing our best to promote the indie scene during this very, very tough time. And, and Bully, before we get to today's guest, I would have to say that our Get Yourself Over Monday has been a pretty big success. I don't think there's been any uh, failures so far on a Get Yourself Over Monday yet. I've, th- I've thought everybody has done a great job of getting their name and brand out there. We constantly see the, the feedback on social media right after uh, a lot of the talents have come on. Uh, and I'm happy that the, you know, the guys and today the first gal that we're having on the show have an opportunity to you know, bring their brand to wrestling fans who may not have heard about them before. Yeah, and this is somebody that, you know, the fans have spoken and a lot of fans reach out to us using that hashtag, get yourself over. And that is our guest today. Lady Frost joins us here on Busted Open. Lady Frost, how are you this morning? 
Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you all for having me. We, we appreciate you coming on. And, you know, first of all, what do you think about, like, the fans kind of tweeting at us and telling us that they wanted to ha- have you on this segment today? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, that's the best way to get yourself over is from the fans, in my point of view. Well, if for the fans out there that might not be familiar with you or not know you in this being Get Yourself Over Monday, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. For, for everybody that's listening who might not be familiar with Lady Frost, give us the who, what, when, where, why, and how of who you are. Lady Frost started as Ellie Fredericks. I was a manager to my husband, and uh, I backed into an extra spot on television. And I turned into Jamie Frost, which evolved into Lady Frost. And most of the time, I am a intergender mixed tag team. And we go by pretty proper. And Lady Frost wrestles alone often. But I've also evolved into a new character with Shakara, which is our recent work right now. Uh, you can find on independent wrestling television. So we are still active in this time of, I don't even know what you call it, peril. In the independent wrestling world. So, you what, know, you've what been able to. have you oh, worked for so far? Pardon me? Which companies have you worked with so far? I feel notably we've been with Beyond. I've done some things with Women of Honor, Future of Honor, Chikara, Primetime, WrestleRex, Flying V, if you're in the DMV area, those are some great ones. Uh, WrestleRex is in Pittsburgh, and that's our hometown, actually. You mentioned uh, your tag team, and you mentioned intergender wrestling. That was a topic that Bully mm-hmm. and I talked a lot about a couple of years ago. Uh, and Bully, you know, was really a little bit ahead of the curve of what we're seeing, you know, at the end of tail end of 2019 and 2020, because he said he thought it could be very, very successful, and it has been. Um, how do you what What do you say about the success of intergender wrestling? Is it something that you really enjoy doing? I do really enjoy it. I think there are so many options as far as storytelling. Um, more players in the game, and I think you know, for us personally, it's great to have a relationship where we can kind of work and play together. Um, but I think the trust between um, men, women. Anyone, you know, it doesn't matter the gender. I think it's just very inclusive and it's all about trust, no matter who you're wrestling. And I think once you open that door and you just trust who you're in there with, it's, it's a lot of fun. Is there a, is there a particular company that you're looking to get, you know, work with full time right now? Like which company do you believe Lady Frost uh, would fit best in? Honestly, I don't know. I've tried not to really put myself in a box. I think anywhere where you're happy and successful is a great place to be. And I don't know where that's, where that's at right now. I like being an independent wrestler. I think, you know, it's very hard to dictate where everything is going to go. Um, and I think when I get somewhere that I feel feels right, if I ever get there, I think that's the right place to be. I mean, that's pretty much just like your last time at Ridgemont High, <laughs> wherever you are, that's the place to be. Right. <laughs> you're the you're the uh, female Damone. 
<laughs> I don't know if she knows who I'll Damone is. <laughs> no, it sounds good now. <laughs> no, it does. It does. And and what Damone said is just what Bully said is like, hey, you know, always where you're at is like the cool place to be. And that sounds, and no pun intended, based on your name, Lady Frost. But really, it is like you're saying that it's the cool place to be. And I love the fact that you're keeping your options open because Bully, a lot of the wrestlers that we that we talk to here on a Get Yourself Over Monday. They have a goal in mind. There's a place that they're working towards. But it seems like for you, you're keeping your options open because, you know, especially now that there's a buzz about you. And I love the fact that you're working during this pandemic because I think more than ever, and I and I, I want to get your take on this, more than ever, right now you need to keep that momentum going. I agree. I have less than two years in, actually, in what's, 15 or 16 days, it'll be my two-year independent wrestling anniversary. And, you know, I can't ask for a lot. I think that I'm doing well. And working right now has been a blessing. I mean, it's very, very hard to be stagnant or not physically active. And, you know, I'm, I'm so, so thankful that we get to do some, something. Excuse me. And, you know, if it's to create buzz or just for us to be mentally in a good place, doing what we love is is a blessing. It's It's been great. If memory serves me correct, you did have a match on Monday Night Raw against Asuka, correct? Yes. How was your WWE experience? How did you enjoy working with Asuka? Tell us about it. Um, I absolutely loved it. Like I said, it was kind of an accident. I went in as a manager. I had almost zero training. Um, but... I was treated well. Asuka was amazing. She was fantastic to work with. I mean, for all of the two minutes that the match lasted. But um, I did, I think, four or five extra spots with them um, that year following. And I really enjoyed myself. I had a tryout with them last December. And I did think that that was somewhere I wanted to be. Again, that's not the only option now, which is amazing. There are plenty of ways to make money and, and get yourself out there, get yourself over, I suppose. But um, I really did have a good experience. Do you do you feel like you're more of an entertainer or a wrestler? Oh, entertainer all day. <laughs> I know that. I, I went into wrestling knowing that. Um, I have a gymnastics background, so I'm naturally athletic. I pick things up pretty quickly. But as far as wrestling, I, I had no wrestling training Um and I didn't train often enough early on before I kind of started taking matches to know even the basics. But I've really spent time recently learning the fundamentals and, you know, trying to be a worker and not just a spot monkey or an entertainer. But I want to have everything. I mean, that's the goal. But I'm under two years, so you can only learn so much and be so much. But I'm trying to be well-rounded in that regard. You know, Lady Frost, and I'm on uh, your Twitter account right now, and I know uh, fans can follow you on social media um, at Real Lady Frost. And, you know, this morning, a lot of people, and I'm sure you're seeing it right now, a lot of our Loyal Nation members are reaching out to you that they were excited to hear you on the show today. And just explain to our fans about your fan base and about being active and how active you are on social media. So I try to keep everything 
pretty proper, pun intended. Um, you know, you're going to get a wholesome content. I, I don't ruffle too many feathers because it's a wrestling Twitter account. And yes, we all have our opinions, but you're going to see a lighter side of me with be it my new puppies or a cooking show or, you know, crazy spots that we see in wrestling that mean something to us. I like to put my friends over. So you're not going to get anything too um, controversial on my page, but it's, I think it's a nice, safe place to be. So earlier on in the show, uh, me and Dave were having a conversation about Charlotte Flair and Asuka and Sasha Banks. And Dave has the opinion that Charlotte Flair is so much better than every other woman in the WWE. He said that she's head and shoulders above everybody else. Do you have an opinion on that? Or do you see Charlotte and Sasha and Asuka kind of being a close first, second and third? I don't know if it is head and shoulders, and I do kind of think that the difference between them um, is vast. I don't know what boxes you're putting things into to compare, but I have to sort of side with Dave where I really believe Charlotte is the best, but that's just me. No, no, no. We agree that she's the best. But just like you said when you started off, you don't believe she's head and shoulders above the other women. Um, I don't know because when it comes to uh, Oscar's pretty damn good. Like, so no, yeah, she's good. She's damn good. Just shoulders. How about just shoulders? <laughs> All right, so just shoulders instead of the head and shoulders. And, no head and, you know, for you, Dave. Yes. No, no head because for you. because here's the thing with Lady Frost. All right, if you look at it, she just explained about on social media. She. She likes to keep it nice. She doesn't want to get too aggressive on social media. She doesn't want to cause any kind of controversy. So she's avoiding that on the show as well. But I think she really showed her hand, which is fine because I agree with Lady Frost. And she's somebody that knows uh, being in the ring as much as she has over the last two years. And, you know... Have you really felt this pandemic? Obviously, the world has felt this pandemic. I mean, obviously, all you have to do is turn on the news today. And we're in very, very tough times, unprecedented times in in not just the country, but the world right now, Lady Frost. Like, how have you been able to kind of just like keep your head above water? Uh, Please throw out how people can buy your merchandise. Like, how have you really been able to keep this train rolling, you know, during these really tough times? I will tell you that it's not been easy. I don't think anyone is is free from the pain that's happening right now. I'm very lucky to have someone to share it with, especially during the quarantine uh, quarantine period where we just didn't leave the house whatsoever. But we set ourselves up in the past to have a little bit of a nest egg, but um, we did struggle. We relied on our Patreon, which is Patreon slash prettyproper.com. And then I have a Lady Frost Big Cartel, which is Big Cartel slash ladyfrost.com. And honestly, the fan support gets us through. And luckily, you know, we are wrestling for Chikara right now. And being physically active, doing what we love really, really helps. So if you go check out um, Beyond and Chikara on IWTV, you can catch some of our stuff. Um, you know, we are new characters over at Chikara, and I'll let the fans figure that one out. But um, 
but yeah, it's it's pretty proper and real lady frost pretty much across the board everywhere you can find me. That's awesome. And, you know, just judging from your demeanor and I could tell, you know, really you've been in this world for a cup of coffee compared to a lot of people that we've we've spoken to. I mean, we've spoken to some wrestlers, uh, Bully, on a, on a Get Yourself Over Monday that's been involved in wrestling for decades. So judging from the fan support and Bully, I think you would agree on social media. I don't think we've gotten this kind of response this soon Um on a get yourself over Monday. So you've definitely done a lot of things that have created a momentum and created a buzz. And I think our fans have really appreciated it. And uh, I hope everyone follows you on social media at real uh, lady frost. And uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad I went well today. <laughs> All right. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. Uh, Lady Frost joining us in Bully. Uh, your question aside, uh, I think that was a really, really good segment. And Bully, I'm being completely honest when I look at social media, and this is where Lady Frost gets it. She's um, acknowledging the tweets that are coming in during the segment. She was responding to some. She was retweeting some of those seg- uh, some of those uh, tweets as well. And we really have gotten a big response already for Lady Frost. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. But I did want to get into something that was news over the weekend, and it was being reported everywhere uh, on Fightful, on SE Scoops, on Wrestling Observer. Um, there's been a lot of talk, Bully, and I'm sure you saw it, and you know um, about the buckle bomb. It's something that we spoke about at length after the match between Kari Sane and Nia Jax a month ago. And where Kari Sane was injured from the buckle bomb. And it now it seems from all reports that that is going to be another maneuver that is on the banned list with the WWE. Okay. Your thoughts, because you've, you've spoken a lot about the buckle bomb and we have seen injuries lately with the buckle bomb, obviously at SummerSlam with Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, you know, used the buckle bomb on Finn Balor. Finn Balor was injured. We saw it with Seth Rollins and Sting, where in essence, it ended Sting's career using the buckle bomb and then just seeing it recently with Nia Jax and Kari Sane. So what, do you, what are your feelings on the reports about it being banned? First of all, do you think if, that, if those reports are true, it's the right decision or not? First things first, I put out a, a poll on the old Twitter machine last night because I wanted to see how fans felt about this. I said, do you agree with the WWE banning the buckle bomb? Over 13,000 votes came in. 57% agree with the banning. 43% do not agree. I look at that as kind of down the middle. Yes, you know, a couple more people think that the move should be banned. Your question is entirely too broad because I can look at this from so many different perspectives. So do I agree with the WWE banning of the move? Well, why are they banning the move? 
because I guess their feelings, it's, it's too dangerous. There's already a list of people who have gotten injured from it. So now whether it's the fault of the, the person that's taking it or the delivery of it, do we need, is it that big of a move that we need to have it in our arsenal if it's going to cause injuries? Whether it's the fault of the person giving it or if it's the fault of the person taking it, what one move in the past five years have more people gotten injured on? I don't think there has been one. I think this is an example. And again, uh, bullying, we talked about this after the Kari saying Nia Jax match. It's not a finisher. So it's, it's just a move in a match and it's causing injuries, high profile injuries too, because you have Nia Jax, you know, with Kari saying Nia Jax returned to the ring after a long absence. You have Sting, who's a Hall of Famer. It ended his career. And then you have it happening to Finn Balor after just winning and becoming the first ever WWE Universal Champion. So it's not a, not only, I'm sure there's been other maneuvers that have caused injuries, but I don't think there's been a maneuver that's caused as many high profile injuries as the buckle bomb the last five years. The buckle bomb is one of those moves that is what's called a double blind move. Right off the bat, the chances for something to go wrong are very high because the person giving it doesn't know the exact spot they're throwing somebody to and the person taking it doesn't know the exact moment the bump will happen or the impact with ha will happen. When you train to become a professional wrestler, whether it's back bumps or whether it's face bumps, whether it's a sky-high face bump or a sky-high backdrop, backdrop, there is an internal clock that you have that you know when the impact will come. Almost 99% of the maneuvers, you can gauge when the impact will happen. Thus, you can let the breath out when you're hitting the mat, and you can take it effectively. Buckle bomb is not one of those moves, because the person doing it is not going to throw from the exact same spot every single time. The person taking it is not going to land the exact same way every single time. You know, everybody goes back to Sting and Seth Rollins. Sting took that buckle bomb perfectly. I've gone back and watched it a bunch of times. He takes it very flush. He takes it the way you're supposed to. How come he got injured? It's a jarring maneuver to the spine. Well, people would say, well, what about a power bomb, Bubba? That's a jarring maneuver to the spine. No, all of the maneuver is being flushed across the entire back. The entire back is taking the brunt of the move. With the buckle bomb, the way you have to kind of fold your body so your arms can drape over the ropes, you're exposing more of your spine to a dead stop on those turnbuckles. And when your spine comes to a dead stop, you're going to have a whiplash type of effect on the neck. Do I agree with a move being banned? I'm not quite sure. What I do agree with is the WWE is trying to protect their talent. That's what I agree with. Because whether it's somebody giving it or taking it, enough things have gone wrong with this move. It doesn't matter who we point the finger of blame on. We're watching people like a Sting, like a Finn Balor, like a Carrie Sane, all succumbing to the same move.
Finn Balor went on record to say that he took the move the wrong way. How the hell does somebody as talented as Finn Balor take the move the wrong way? I explained it a couple of weeks ago. It's one of those moves that's very difficult for your body not to instinctually protect itself. The body will always instinctually try to protect itself. We have to train ourselves to not protect ourselves in order to protect ourselves the right way in pro wrestling. When you're floating through the air backwards and you don't know when the impact is coming, it's very instinctual to turn around. I'll show there are so many guys and gals to this day who turn their head when they bump and reach for the mat with their elbows. Committing cardinal sins when it comes to bump taking, especially reaching for the mat with your elbows. Don't worry, the mat will be there. It's not going anywhere. Let your back take the brunt of the bump. So, and you know what? Uh, Hurricane Helms uh, chimed in on the conversation on social media. He completely did not agree with the with the move uh, being banned. I can respect that opinion. He get, he he talked about how his move, the vertebraker, was one of the most dangerous moves of all time. When you look at the move, man, does it look scary as hell. But if you think about it, the ending position of the vertebraker is no different than taking a really high German suplex on the back of the neck. And I've seen guys take high Germans from Angle and Brock and guys in Japan. The end position with the way the neck is bent in the vertebraker and how you're taking the move high on your shoulders, no different than an ending position of a high German. So yes, the vertebraker might look ultra, ultra dangerous, but when executed properly, which was what Hurricane's argument was, it's on the people executing and taking it, when it's executed properly, it's not that difficult of a bump to take. Buckle bomb, it can be executed properly, a la Seth and Sting. It can be taken properly, a la Seth and Sting, but shit still went wrong. It's that jarring stopping motion to the spine. It doesn't take much for something to go wrong within the spine. You hit the wrong spot in the spine, your entire body's going to shut down. And I think that's the scary thing, Bully, is that we could talk about maneuvers, and we've talked about this at length a lot on Busted Open, where, hey, you know, it's there is no fault here, or, you know, you should have taken it a certain way, or maybe that was a little too aggressive. When you're explaining, Bully, that when it comes to Seth and Sting, it was taken the right way, but still caused injury, then that's going to, that's gonna uh, you know, throw away a red flag up and say, all right, let's, let's look at this, and let's really look at it, Bully. For all those people that have voted about the buckle bomb, first of all, I, I don't have the right... I can have an opinion on the air about whether I think a, a maneuver like the buckle bomb should be banned or not. But really, at the end of the day, it's not my call. It's the people who are in the ring that are actually going to have the opinions that should be looked at and really should be viewed. Because it's those people that are going to be giving and taking it. When you look at the when you look at the buckle bomb at, at its true essence, is it really going to be missed if it's banned? No, it's it, a nothing move. It's it really a nothing is a nothing move. Nobody wins with the freaking move. It's the move for a sake of a move that gets you absolutely no mileage. If you want to tell me that you're using the buckle bomb as a setup for your finishing maneuver, okay, fine. 
But nothing happens with this buckle bomb except us coming on the show about people getting hurt. Well, whose fault was it? I don't care whose fault it is. The common denominator is we're talking about people getting hurt because of this move. So if the WWE, who over the past 10 years has gone out of their way to protect their talent more and more and more, if they're looking at this move and they're just saying, you know what, we're not getting any mileage out of it. What we're getting out of it is people getting hurt. Why don't we just can the move? We have people here that are creative enough to come up with something else. Because listen, whether it's the buckle bomb or a clothesline, it gets you the same mileage because nobody freaking wins with it. It's not going to be the only... The only reason why we're talking about the buckle bomb is because of the injuries that it's caused and now because it might be banned. You know, when you and I are breaking down a match from a pay-per-view or a Raw or or whatever, we're not talking about the buckle bomb at length. Why? Because what you just said, it doesn't win matches. Now, has a buckle bomb, you know, has been used as a finisher? Maybe, but not really to the extent that you could actually call it a finisher. But he's right. It's just maneuver within a match so if it's causing this many problems and this many injuries to me bully in my opinion it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer now when we talked about the pile driver being banned then we can have a discussion because that was a finisher that's been used for decades in a match but when it comes to the buckle bomb it's not a finisher at all it's just another move to me it's a no-brainer if it's causing injuries and it's causing this much discussion in a negative way just ban it just just ban it. The WWE is doing their best to protect their talent from getting seriously injured. That company doesn't want anybody seriously injured. Hell, I don't want anybody seriously injured. And you don't want to see talent from, you know, all the way up the uh, up the ladder from a, a Hall of Famer like Sting to a Carrie Sane to a, a Finn Balor. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. And, and, and trust me, listen, I've seen the move go the right way plenty of times. But what move are we? T- what other move are we talking about other than the buckle bomb that has gone tremendously wrong? Listen, I can tell you just last week from watching NXT and and Dynamite, there's a couple of wrestlers out there that need a lesson on how to catch dives because there's some shitty catchers out there that have no idea how to catch a dive correctly. Just standing there like a schmuck, hoping that guys land on them as opposed to catching them correctly. Shit like that angers me more than the banning of a move. Learn how to catch a dive the right way. Learn how to protect your the person that you're working with the right way as opposed to letting them go splat on the mat, even worse than the mat, the floor. That's the conversation we should be having. Because a lot of those guys and gals out there who have no clue how to catch their opponent should be brought in the back for an education, so to speak. And I I would think, Bully, that... You know, if you're not sure or if you're not comfortable and you don't feel like, hey, I know enough about this to be able to perform it, then then say it. Be open about it. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to get injured. And really, is it a cool visual? Yeah, yeah, most of the time it is. A lot of it, it just seems really predetermined. I don't think it's as a big a visual as it used to be. And you see it more and more. It's almost almost. You know, when you watch an NXT and a Dynamite, you see it each and every week. So I don't know how really of a visual it is at this point anymore. But I would hope if you're not comfortable with something, you're going to speak up so that there's not going to be an injury during a match. 
I have told anybody and everybody that I've ever worked with, if they're not comfortable with something, just let me know. We don't have to do it. There's a million other things that we can do. I ask guys to this day, hey, do you mind taking a chop? And guys will be like, oh, yeah, of, of course, Bubba, why? Why wouldn't I take a chop? Well, some people just don't like it. And if you tell me you don't like it, I won't do it to you. It's not that big of my repertoire where I absolutely have to do it to you. If I tell you I want to hit you with my finish and you say you can't take my finish, then I'm going to want to know why. It's like AJ Styles. I wanted to take the Styles clash so bad for him, so bad. I wanted to put him over for the championship with that move. I just couldn't take it. I just, I, I couldn't get myself in the right frame of mind to be upside down and then tuck my head the opposite way. And I told him, AJ, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. You got to be upfront with somebody. If you don't, we're taking each other's lives into our own hands. If you're not comfortable, don't do it. I won't give anybody a buckle bomb. Have I done it? I may have once, but I, I, I know that I'm not comfortable with the move at all. As a matter of fact, I don't, I don't know if I've ever done it. I'm just not comfortable throwing somebody into a buckle like that. I've done plenty of moves blind. Uh, power bombs off the stage, power bombs off the top rope, blind. Yes, but I know where my end target is. With the buckle bomb, you can't always be in the same position. And the guy or gal floating through the air is not going to float the same way. And we could sit here and we can discuss this, argue this. When you, when you whittle it down to the absolute bottom line, we're talking about the buckle bomb hurting wrestlers. We're That's not it. talking about any other move. We're not talking about clotheslines, backdrops, vertebrakers, figure fours, sleeper holds, acai moonsaults, 450s with a twist. We're talking about the buckle bomb hurting wrestlers. End of story. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.